out there, thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Coda Country Chats. Today, I have another Aussie on the show. We love to hear from our friends down under. This is Josh Setterfield. How are you today, Josh? Hello, I'm good. You know, I'm exhausted. Everyone always says, how are you? And everyone's like, good. I am exhausted. I have been working my butt off. Uh, <laughs> uh, lots going on here at the moment, which I'm sure we'll talk about very, very soon. Uh, but no, I am good. I'm just exhausted. <laughs> I was just going to say, um, I bet, like being on the road. So for listeners out there who don't quite know this, you know, there's a huge time difference between, you know, where I'm calling from and where Josh is calling from right now. So what time is it right now where you are? It is exactly midnight. <laughs> but so I'm, I'm keeping me. you hey, from your is, bedtime. The yeah. night's just starting for me. So I, I'm down here. I'm in my studio. Once I get off this call, I'm going to go and work. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, well, thanks so much for taking your time out of the studio to just kind of sit down and chat with us today. Let's get into it then. Um Talking about being exhausted, talking about getting in the studio, you recently uh, set out a new single called Stay. Can you tell me about the writing process on Stay and tell me a little bit more about it? Actually, I I I didn't have a hand in writing this one. So I usually have oh. a hand in writing majority of things that I do. However, the guy that I write with, Craig Brooks out of Canada, he uh, sometimes will come to me and he's like, I've got a song that I think would suit you. And I'm like, I don't want to hear it because mm-hmm. I didn't write it. And then he shows me <laughs> and I go, okay, that's incredible. So Stay is the kind of song I related to it a lot. And I, it, like I said, it takes a lot for me to, you know, cut a song. Um yeah. And Stay is the kind of song that I heard it instantly. And before the lyrics had even started, I was hooked on the song. Um, just the, the, the lead riff that he had in there. So obviously I, I've made it my own. Yeah. You know, I've changed I've changed some lyrics. I've rewrote some parts just to fit kind of what, what, what I wanted to do. But this is one song, and it doesn't happen very often, that uh, he gave to me and was like, I think you would do well on this song. So that's kind of how, that's kind of how that one came about. But this is the, the kind of song, like I said, I relate to it a lot. And I really, it kind of hits home for me in the heart. You know, like I have experienced wanting to stay when I meet that person that I, I really, you know, have like fallen for, you know, that kind of thing. So it's... Uh, yeah, that that I think that's my answer. <laughs> well, okay, so um, knowing a little bit more about Craig Brooks and him bringing the song to you, when you first brought it to the studio, did you have any like, I guess, influential ideas as to how you wanted the song to sound, or did you just go in like, let's make this work and see what happens? I kind of, I kind of attack that. In the moment, you know, like uh, my my mm-hmm. producer is also in Canada. His name's Adam Newcomb, and I kind of come to him with ideas, cool. and I tell him what I kind of have in my mind. But I also like to go, let's bounce ideas and really come up with something, you know. And I I, I feel like this song had a bit more of a classic vibe than like a, a modern kind of country pop kind of sound. You know, it's it's still very guitar driven, and it's still very. Um, I'm not going to say outdated. It's it's new. It's a brand new song, but it, it has this yeah. kind of like this vibe that made me fall in love with country music. And that's now I may cop some I may cop some flack for this, but I'm a big fan of bands like Florida Georgia Line, etc. And the whole yeah. cruise yeah. era. I love that. So it kind of had a bit of that kind of vibe 
mm-hmm. going for it. And I said, yes, hold on to that because I love I love all types of country and I love the country pop stuff. But I, I, I'm a rock kid. Yeah. I come from um, playing in punk bands back in the day and stuff like that. And I anytime that I get a little bit of that in a, in a country pop song, I'm like, that needs to stay, that needs to stay. So <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's kind that's of how awesome. we bounce the ideas. And, and when he comes up with like a rocky idea, if he goes, what do you think of this? I'm like, do it more like so it's a bad combination <laughs> in a good way no so, yeah. way that's not, i was about to say it sounds like a great combination well <laughs> and you just uh, you use the term outdated and i wouldn't say in, in listening to the song I, I get a little bit that nostalgic feel from like the early 2010s I mean. of I didn't mean the Florida. yes <laughs> nostalgic yes absolutely <laughs> no i knew exactly where you were going i got you i got you so okay um Hearing a little bit more about your style and talking about being a punk rocker, uh, let's bring it back a little further. Tell me what made you start playing music in the first place? Well, I, actually, I had a bit of a different background. I, Like I said, when I said I started in like kind of punk, pop punk kind of thing, it wasn't just like yeah. a small time thing. So I actually spent my first uh, nine, ten years in pop punk music and we actually did pretty well in my old band. Uh, I was the singer, obviously. I looked a little bit different than I do now. I still had all the tattoos, but I uh, had a fringe down here and at one point had a big mohawk. Um, but my band did pretty well. We actually we got to do Vans Warped Tour and I got to tour with The Offspring and one of my favorite bands of all time, Simple Plan. And it kind of, it, it, it was doing really well. Like we used to show up at airports and fans would be there waiting for us to sign stuff and all this kind of thing. And kind of came to an end because I was the youngest and everyone else kind of wanted to move on and have the kids thing and, and you know, and, you know, do that, do yeah. that kind of thing. But music was always my love and I grew up with country music. So it was always forced down my throat when I was a kid. Like my, my parents absolutely <laughs> loved it. They listened to it. And turns out I did as well because you know, when you're a teenager, yeah. you kind of rebel against what your parents do a little and you want to do your own thing, oh. do your own path because you're an edgy teenager. And it's like, it, you always come full circle, you know? And like I said, I grew up with it, yeah. but it's, it's really funny. Like being a punk, when I was in punk music and stuff like that, being a punk musician, I was always listening to like Keith Urban and stuff. And my band's going like, what, what are you doing there? Like, I'm like wearing Keith Urban t-shirts on stage and they're just like, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> anyway. Full circle, it came around when the band broke up. I thought, what do I want to do? And I've always wanted to play country, you know. And I, I kind of did it as a bit of fun to begin with. I, I didn't take it too seriously. I just wanted to do something that I loved because I absolutely love the genre. Like I said, grew up with it. Yeah. And then when this whole Florida Georgia Line thing came around, it actually wasn't too far from what my band was doing, just a bit slower. And I was like, I'm going to yeah. give it a go. I'm just going to have fun with it. And I literally, I put out a demo. And a local radio station here actually picked it up and was like, man, this is great. There's nothing like this in Australia. Like, you're like a Thomas Rhett, Florida George Line thing. And I'm going, oh, people actually like this? So I gave it a go. And, you know, it's going, it's going pretty well. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm glad that you said that. Just because I, um, when I was listening to a couple of your other singles out, I was like, this is very nostalgic of like, Florida Georgia Line, maybe even like a little bit of, I don't know, Brad Young, Chris Young, some yeah. of that in there. So all about that, yeah, yeah, that's good to know. Well, and then okay, so talking about Chris Young, that's a little segue for me. Um, in March, you have this really awesome opportunity to play at CMC Rocks QLD. Um, for those listening, that's this like huge music festival in Australia. 
Um, headliners include Chris Young, Lainey Wilson, Tyler Hubbard, um, and you know him being a part of Florida Georgia Line. That's that's a pretty big deal. Tell me, um, what are you looking forward to the most when playing that festival? Well, this is actually our biggest country festival in Australia for internationals. Um, so I've been trying to get oh. on this show for about seven years <laughs> since I started this country thing. So it is a huge deal wow. to me, especially like with t- people like Tyler Hubbard being on there. He's obviously, as I said, a big influence on what I do. So, I mean, I don't know if I'll get to meet the guy, but I'm going to try my hardest. Um, <laughs> I'll be like, I'll be like, I won't be like a cool, calm, collected musician. I'll be like, oh, well, can, I, can you sign, can you sign my hat? No, I won't be like that. I won't be like that. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a very, very excited. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm very, very excited to be on this show. I've been, like I said, been trying for a really long time. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's probably going to, it's already a career highlight for me just to be announced on it, and I haven't even done it yeah. yet. But my whole band is so excited, you know, like we, we all, this will all be our first time. Um, some of us from the country scene, some of us from the punk scene. So my drummer, for ex- uh, mm-hmm. Ian, for example, comes from the same genre that I was in. And last year he had his first rodeo, as as we call it. So, <laughs> oh my um, gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's in a he's in head first in a completely new world. So we're all so excited. I wow. can't I can't wait for it yet. Yeah. I was gonna say having a pop a pop punk drummer though has got to have its perks because you got a little extra double kick in there. You got yeah, a little extra heavy like, hitter. <laughs> faster hands in there. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I totally understand that. Um, yeah. Well, and then you were telling me before the show started that you also are about to headline your first show in your hometown. Um, Tell me, I know seeing your name like listed on CMC's lineup and getting ready to promote your own first headlining show, that's got to be a big deal for you. Tell me, tell me how it feels to kind of have your name becoming more and more prevalent throughout Australia and kind of throughout the country scene in general. It feels great. Uh, <laughs> we've been at this for a long time. My uh, everything you pretty much see is is from a two man team. So uh, my manager Dana and I we work. Oh, Dana, yeah, shout out. Yeah, we work. We work very closely <laughs> together. Um, she was actually the manager of my old band back in the day as well. So that's kind of how we uh, connected. Cool. Found out we liked country music, and that's where we are now. But for the two of us, you know, it's kind of it's a two man <laughs> show for all the behind the scenes work. Uh, my band is obviously the reason we mm-hmm. kill it on stage, but like everything we yeah. work towards is kind of like everything we get, no matter how big or small is a huge win for us. Um, we're very, I don't want to say we're humble in that way because you can't really say that about yourself, but we try to, we, we're pretty grounded in that way, in the way that everything we get is an opportunity and everything we get is, is something we're very proud of. So yeah, to see, to see my name on that lineup after trying for so long and, and a headline show, which just sold out, I will actually add, um, ah. is absolutely crazy, you know. So people <laughs> got that to look forward to, and then I've, I'm wetting my pants over it. I'm very excited. So. <laughs> well, a sold out show. Congratulations. Thank so, thank okay, you. talk to me about as a headliner of a show. Talk to me about how that is going to look like what's the day of process look like for you for a headlining show in what what way do you mean in what way do you mean there like give me a rundown of of how the the schedule of the day goes like do you have any kind of promo that you have to do with like radio stations or anything like that do you show up you sound check you know what i mean like how does that 
how does that all all work out? Do you stay late and and do lots of merch sales and meet with your fans? Like, how, tell me about the whole day. It's it yeah it's it's gonna be a big day because we are very DIY in what we do. We obviously have people coming in like lighting crews and and uh, and sound crews and all this kind of thing. But we'll we'll pretty much be on sites from midday until the bar closes. So, <laughs> but no, wow. I'm, the, I'm the type of artist. I'm the type of artist where I will stay around at the end of the show and meet every single person that wants to say hello um, until they pretty much kick me out. We had a festival we played here last year, and um, I was on I was on a pretty early spot. I was on a day spot, um, but after the show, I was signing for I think over three hours before they cut the line and they said, right, no more people because we need everyone else to do a signing. And it's uh, I'm that type of three person. Three hours, wow. I'm, yeah, yeah, I didn't even realize it was that long. I love it. I love meeting people who love what I do. Um, and because they love what I do, I love what they do because they're supporting. You know, I've been that person in the crowd and I've been that person that wants to meet the musician that's on the stage and they just want to say hello. And some people, they don't even say anything. They're like, can I just get a photo? I'm like, of course you can. Some people want to have a 10-minute conversation. Obviously, we can't have a 10-minute conversation or I'd be there for five hours. But <laughs> Um, right, I, I, exactly. I'm all, about it. I'm all about it. You know, I've been on the other side of the barrier, and I, I know what it's like. Um, I've, I have my own heroes and stuff like that. So I, I don't ever really want to want to take that for granted that people really appreciate what I do. You know, I understand it. So yeah. It sounds like you have a really awesome fan base that just wants even more of your time and even more of your your, your artistry. That's yeah. incredible to hear, though. So tell me, okay, what do you think is the five-year plan for Josh Setterfield? Like if you could pinpoint it and kind of say, this is what I want five years from now or along five years. This is the question that my manager Dana asks me and I never have the answer. I, I'm a very, look, I do have a plan. I not, not so much a plan. I have goals, you know, but I'm a very much live in the, live in the moment person. And I kind of, I like to take in what I have at the moment you know so like right now my whole world just revolves around this show coming up um and doing the best we can absolutely do obviously i have goals i would love to be touring over there a lot more um which obviously we have done in 2023 i I would love to be over there way more um kind of just doing what i'm doing but on a larger scale you know like i'm really really Mm -hmm. happy with where i am and where i'm going i just want it to keep leveling up each time we do something i'd say that's my answer for that well, and that kind of makes sense because there are times when you don't really know what the what the opportunities are gonna yeah totally. you know bring itself to you you know and and I mean it's kind of great that you just accept things as they come to you and and grab the bull by the horns as we say um, so yeah very cool I I actually really like that answer because Good. I'm with you I'm kind of one of those that that does it I like to plan as much as I can but at the same time like. You never know what's going to happen yeah, from day to totally. day, and so and it's it's one of those things. You know, awesome countries about it, about like don't don't miss out on the the little things. You know, it's like you got to take it in because, like, I mean, you're never going to be in this position again, if that makes sense. Like, it's oh, yeah. it's one of those things. Just appreciate what you got while you got it, because it can change at any time. You know, I could lose this career tomorrow, and uh, this could be the mm-hmm. best and the biggest I've ever been. So it's but but obviously I'm hoping that does not what happens. But <laughs> you know what I mean. 
appreciate you've got when, when you've got it. That's such a testament. Like I, I love hearing that from you, but you know, it sounds like you have such an amazing fan base, such an amazing career, a great start to 2024. So I can't wait to hear more from you. Listen, before we hop off the episode today, I'd love to know, is there anybody that you'd like to give a shout out to or anything else that you'd like to promote? You know what? I would. I just want to give a shout out to anyone who actually took the time to listen all the way through. Listen to what yeah. I had. You know that that really that I appreciate that a lot. It's really hard in today's in today's times. You know to to get yourself out there as an artist and in a in a TikTok world as I call it, where everyone's attention span is like <laughs> three seconds long. If anyone listens yes. to this more mm-hmm. than three seconds, I'm stoked. So shout out to the people <laughs> that made it to the end and. Uh, <laughs> and if you if you like this, if you stuck around for this long, you might as well check out my stuff. Go listen to it. <laughs> I was just about to say, go stream Josh Setterfield's music. Could you also let us uh, have your handles so we can find you on social media in this TikTok age so we can follow along and, and see what you're doing as well? It is just Josh Setterfield on everything. So slash Josh Setterfield. It's on Twitter. It's on YouTube. It's on Facebook. It's on Instagram. Sorry, it's called X now. It's on OnlyFans. It's, X, no, it's yeah. not, not really on OnlyFans, but it's not Josh. Yet, not or, yet. or you can just go to joshsetterfield.com and there's a link to all of them. Easy. I love that. Easy peasy. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah, fans out there, check out Josh Shutterfield if you haven't already. Um, if you're not a fan yet, I'm sure you are after this episode. Josh, you have been an <laughs> awesome guest. Very so enthusiastic much. at midnight your time at 9 a.m. my time. So I'm just getting yes, started. I'll I hope be up to meet five. you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. I was just gonna say I hope that we get the chance to meet in person one day because I'd love to get to experience your zest for life in person. I've really enjoyed getting to talk with you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It means a lot. Thanks for taking the time. Of Thank course. You. Country music fans, thanks for tuning into this episode of Coda Country Chat. Have a great day.